details from the digital. The digits from the digital. Welcome back to the third episode of Tales from the Digital. It was written and performed by Scott Mackey. From club to tube. Jennifer likes dancing. Not ballet, not tap, not jazz, not ballroom. Jennifer loves jungle house, dark spaces, strobe lighting and wildly waving her limbs, swaying her hips, shaking her tits and sweat. Jennifer loves the atmosphere created when hundreds of people sweat close together. Jennifer loves people. Jennifer's wanted to be around people since she was a child. An only child, of course, but one who called everyone she ever met a fucking friend. Jennifer surrounds herself with human beings. She can't get enough of people. That's the problem. When she started using her body to get the things that she wanted, she was dangerously young and terrifically successful. When she hit her teenage years, she didn't have much time for girls anymore but very swiftly realised how little work she had to put in to keep the boys returning to her again and again. She's had boyfriends, sure. She's gone from boyfriend to boyfriend since she was 16 years old, with a total of three weeks gap in between them all. As for whether or not she stays faithful, she's had sex with 74 people, so you do the math. That's not to say she hasn't been in love. There was Chris, he was awfully sweet, until drugs made him not so sweet anymore. They went on holiday together once. They rode camels. There was Ben. She loved something about Ben. She must have, they were together in five years. But looking at a picture of him now on Facebook, she can't for the life of her explain why. Then there was Theo, she really did love Theo. He was smart and fun and made her laugh a lot. She really did like Theo. It's the only one she can't remember ending. Sometimes she wakes up and half in a dream thinks it still hasn't ended. But then she turns over and knows in her heart that it had to. The first man she ever fell in love with, however, she'd never met. She found him online. She found him in porn. The internet has been very kind to Jennifer, as far as Jennifer is concerned. She started watching porn before some of the boys in her class. She always found it a useful research tool, back when she was worried about pleasing men. Now there is no worry. Second nature. Tell them you're a filthy slut, you want to be fucked, say something about how great their dick is, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're out of the woods. She doesn't need porn anymore. She doesn't need anything, really, except social media. Twitter's okay, I guess, for news. It's not her favorite. Facebook's all right for keeping up with events, but Instagram is where her heart flies. Her soul jumps out of her face in 10 second snippets for all the world to witness. She has more than a thousand followers, And sometimes, in her head, that equates to a thousand fans. 
sometimes a thousand friends. The invention of the Instagram story really is her favourite invention of all time. To cycle through the history of those videos, one would be forgiven for believing that Jennifer had cracked the secret to happiness. Never a frown, never a mishap that isn't swivelled into a funny anecdote, never a flash of rage, anger, jealousy, lust, hatred or revenge. And it's funny because if you were Theo, those would be at the top of your list of Jennifer's qualities. But not on Instagram. Not on her recorded, curated story for all the world to see. Jennifer is never not involved in a WhatsApp conversation. Every second of every day, someone is waiting for a response on WhatsApp from Jennifer. It's not a conversation till for her, it's something much, much more powerful. It's a way to feel important, to feel special, to feel powerful. It's a way to make everyone wait for her. She wouldn't let anyone wait too long. She wouldn't let anyone get angry with her, no, no. But the last time she met Theo, she'd gotten so behind on WhatsApp conversations that she spent their entire closure brunch replying to people she didn't really care about. While the person she cared most about in the whole world sat across from her, eating his eggs, drinking his orange juice and feeling reassured that they'd made the right decision. Jennifer loves to dance because she loves how it feels to be surrounded by people. Jennifer loves WhatsApp for the same reason. Jennifer loves her Instagram story because every day she can check just how many people have watched her. The exact number of people who care about her story, her life. How many people care about her life? When in reality, the vast majority of people who watch Jennifer's story care very little about her life, but want to fuck her. Jennifer loves these tools for the same reasons any of us love anything or anyone. They give us their attention, they make us feel listened to, they make us feel wanted, they make us feel loved. Like everyone else, Jennifer is staving off loneliness. But she's failing. She's failing hard. Last night Jennifer went out with some friends. It was a half-planned evening, those are her favourites. She met a group of people for some drinks, and then within that group, she and a few others marched onwards to freedom. The gay club, not the concept. Upon arrival at freedom, Jennifer was pissed up and primed to sweat dance the night away. Her group had amassed some men in its travels, as it is wont to do. Some familiar faces, some less familiar, who would now spend their entire evenings buying her drinks and sweating all over her. Not that she's complaining. Upon entrance to the club, she feels oddly whole. There are several conversations pinging away on her phone, comments on her story, queries as to her whereabouts, questions such as, what are you up to this eve? Fancy meeting out? Hey, where you at? We in the pub. Thinking of you, up for a drink? I miss you, babe, are we partying? You in freedom? Me too. Can I stay at yours? Wink face. She dances for hours, taking smoke breaks, bathroom breaks, tequila breaks, phone breaks. The men have dropped off somewhat by 3am. 
Possibly due to the frequency of the phone breaks. The phone breaks interrupting the smoke breaks or the tequila breaks. But Theo isn't replying. And according to his story, he's out tonight. She doesn't want to see him, but she wants him to want to see her. Her friends, the group of friends that were here tonight anyway, seem to have dropped off along the way as well. There's one left, but she has a man on her. They ask Jennifer if she wants to join them for McDonald's. She declines. She's not finishing her Saturday night as a third wheel. But by the time they're gone, Jennifer realises so is everybody else. Once again, she's the last woman standing. The club is being closed, they've all been chucked out. There's a solitary, overweight, middle-aged Scottish man hitting on her from the side. He's offering her a drink, which she accepts, of course, but this is not how her night will end either. She has standards, and they don't sink this low. She lets the Scot waffle on, hug her briefly, and then she takes off in the direction of whatever tube is not in the direction he is headed. It is this walk from club to tube that squeezes Jennifer's heart a little too tightly. It is this walk from club to tube that steals a disproportionate amount of breath from her body. This walk from club to tube when she realises her friends are all gone, her WhatsApp conversers are asleep and her Instagram followers are mostly strangers. It is this walk from club to tube when she would normally message Theo. I'm out, fancy a drink? Their unsubtle code for, I'm lonely, are you? I'm horny, aren't you? I need to be held, don't you? But Theo hasn't replied this morning. Theo hasn't really been the same since the closure brunch. She wonders. She wonders why. It is this moment when Jennifer realises that as close as her phone makes her feel to everyone she's ever met, it heightens loneliness. It heightens the very thing she's fleeing. One doesn't stave off loneliness through social media. One staves off loneliness by practising being alone. If you are never alone, the moments when loneliness comes knocking and you have no virtual bunker to hide inside are all the more shattering. Technology isn't going to kill us by rising up, becoming sentient and plugging us into the matrix. Loneliness is going to kill us. Technology is just a gateway. Jennifer's phone dies on the tube. The music in her headphones cuts out. She looks around at her fellow passengers. She wouldn't speak to any of them in a million years. But she'll reply to any comment on her Instagram. Jennifer leans forward and cries all the way home. Loneliness hangs heavy in her heart. Oh, she's so alone. She has no one. She has no one. She has no one. Theo doesn't love her. Her friends don't love her. Not really. Not like Theo did once. She is so frightfully, terribly alone. When she gets home, she plugs her phone in to charge. When it wakes up, she feels relief, almost excitement. Distraction can begin again. But this time, she must make sure that it never ends. <laughs>